0: listening to 30 on Broadway, Talking Blue Shirts, on the Face Off Hockey Network. hey everybody, welcome to an all new episode, and... I'm just gonna say this: Me and IKEA are not on speaking terms right now.
1: You have to be smarter than the stuff that you are putting together.
0: I, it, dude, it's it's insanity, but it's whatever. I don't. I, I'm, I'm sure people don't really care, so I'm not gonna go into it. But it's just
1: okay. All right, guys. So Chris is in a really bad mood.
0: I, I I am, but I'm not gonna. No, 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 we're gonna we're gonna talk about the Rangers because that's what matters. All
1: right, you are a grumpy old man today.
0: Listen, all right, I'm gonna steal. I'm gonna steal, and if, if Becky listens to this, I'm stealing her her quote. The friendship for sixty, my friendship for sixty with IKEA right now is so far gone that it's not even. I mean, it's it's worse than. Julian Gauthier and Dryden Hunt and that whatever whatever numbers you want to use on those it's it's worse than that so it's just it's terrible and if you're wondering what the hell I'm talking about check out last week's episode we had Drew on as well as Becky Drew for Blue Shirt's Breakaway Becky from Live from the Blue Seats I keep I think I kept saying Blue Seats Live yeah live from the Blue Seats uh, well the Twitter handle is Blue Seats Live but they came on. We had a lot of fun with them. Um we talked about a lot of different stuff. Go listen to that episode. It was a, it was a good it was a good episode. And yeah, if one, you wanted,
1: thing we, one thing we talked about, we talked about Tomas Hurdle. He will We talked not about be which a New York Ranger, which I'm no happy gonna about. No, one's going to be? The, yeah, like after the trade deadline
0: is shaping up to be wildly disappointing, but
1: No, um, I disagree. I don't think it will. I, I don't people know. always say that every year and then every year there's a trade that comes out of nowhere. Yeah, but a lot goes, of the
0: dominoes oh. have
1: no they have it's gonna Not be
0: yet Not it's yet. gonna be something look, out of left field, maybe, but listen look,
1: I think I think too many play I think too many people expected Tomasz to hurdle. I don't know why.
0: But a cap hit it was atrocious.
1: Well, not even, not even that. Personally, myself, I never believed that Tomas Hertl was going to be a New York Ranger.
0: No, I, I didn't. I thought there were other pieces that could potentially fit the bill more. Look, I think Tomas Hertl has tremendous talent and is a tremendous player. I just, I, I didn't see necessarily where it fit. Um, I think you have a lot of a lot of things that. You know, a lot of a lot of different. You bring in a player like Tom, Tomas Hurdle. There's a lot of dominoes that get affected by that it, throughout yeah, the
1: lineup. It, it would have caught. It would have the, the 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 price you had, had to pay in assets because it would have been Vitali Kravtsov, Nels Lundqvist, Which and is more.
0: Kravtsov is fine.
1: You know, it would have been Kravtsov, Lundqvist, and more for for Hurdle. Then you would have to extend him because you're not trading all that for a guy who you're just going to let walk in two months. Yeah, and then you have so, to count
0: casualties.
1: So then you know you're saying goodbye to Ryan Strom, which I mean I think a lot of people, I think a lot of people are are okay with that. And I mean, look, I I like Ryan Strom. So uh, I, I know he hasn't played great of late, but I still think Ryan Strom is a quality player maybe not the greatest player, but I think he's a quality asset. So, but you, you would lose Strom. I mean, you, you would probably wind up. And I mean, I think a lot of people already believe it's coming, but I think you would have to wind up trading Jacob Truba because of his money that he makes. So I, I just think there, there would be a lot of reasons why you do not trade for Tomas hurdle There was a lot of reasons why I didn't want Tomas Hurdle. I never thought that the Rangers were a Hurdle away from being a cup contender. I mean, I I just don't look at Hurdle as that guy. I think Ranger fans are obsessed with him for some reason. I don't understand it. But, you know, to to each their own. I mean, look, I, I am a JT Miller fan, and a lot of other people aren't, so. I mean, I, I think it's just what you think this team needs and who you like and who you don't like.
0: Yeah, and and again to to plug another great episode, Rick Dollywall from from uh, Donnie and Check. We had him on about uh, probably about a month ago now. Yeah, um, and we talked about you know could because the talks were JT Miller and the Rangers were were heavy, the rumors were heavy, you know, but we got a lot of good insight on whether that was a possibility or not, and whether it made sense, not, not necessarily on the Rangers' side of the house. I know we're a Ranger podcast, but we talked about, does it even make sense for Vancouver to make the move, regardless of if we want the move to happen? Like you're a big, like you just said, you're a big guy on JT Miller. Yep. You know, does it make sense to even make that move, and how could you possibly make that move when you're a team that, because of everything that's going on around you in the Western Conference, you've got a fighting chance here. Because really, the Western Conference
1: is Colorado and Calgary, and that's it. Yeah, they got more than a fighting chance now because Vegas is in a free fall.
0: Vegas is going to miss the playoffs.
1: I I don't know about that. The
0: position that, well, with the lineup and the additional injuries that they've had. I mean, look, Vegas is in a complete tire fire free fall, and a lot of it is injuries. And I made a joke about it on the FHN Twitter account that and I know it's it's a little bit facetious, it's a little poking fun, and it's an easy thing to do in this situation because I said, oh, Kelly McCrimmon in the front office for Vegas, the general manager in the front office, they looked at, uh, they looked at Tampa's cap circumvention skills and decided to copy it, except that they forgot that when they do circumvent the cap, they still got to make the playoffs. And right now they're not going to make the playoffs. And I posted a picture of Kelly McCrimmon where he looks slightly confused. Yes.
1: and it was it was funny chris is chris is now being in, in, interrupted see this was what we were joking about this is what we were joking about last week with with becky and drew yeah um, so you yeah, know you both, have both parents, and oh okay just cut me off that's, that's Dude, like fine. three
0: times like three times now like it's that, just oh my god
1: the, the, so are are, are you going to be in the editing room on this one, editing no, all this stuff out? No. Oh, okay. No, I was gonna. So I, I was gonna pull a page from the "It's Always Sunny" podcast and just be like, uh, "Cut that! Cut that! Cut that!" You know? No,
0: no, there's no cutting. There's no cutting here. <laughs> um, but you know, I was I was poking fun at it, but in reality, I mean, Vegas's injury problems is re- is absolutely ridiculous, and it's tied in though with some terrible asset management. And, and honestly, Sorry, I got. I got. I got. Sir,
1: I, this, this is not too far roughing, sir.
0: I know that, but I got to be honest. But but because of the trade deadline and everything going on, there's so many like intertwined and interconnected things because there's so many rumors. Like the Riley Smith, you know, if you're looking at players. So, all right, jumping around a bit, we're gonna get into the Ranger talking just a couple minutes. But when I said about you know the trade deadline, maybe it's gonna be a dud, maybe it's not really a lot of the big players or big names that you've heard and you've seen a lot of rumors being linked, like, you know, the so-called according to Facebook fringe insider, Jeff Merrick, <laughs> we're not saying that Jeff Elliott, love him, Fantastic. Jeff, I mean, yeah.
1: Jeff, yeah. We're a big fan. We're a big Say fans it. of the 32 thoughts. Podcast, there's,
0: there's, there's a group out there that just thinks, yeah, it's whatever. But anyways, uh, you know, Pavelski, was a big, a big one. That's off the table now because he signs a, a one-year deal in Dallas. Does it make sense for Dallas? I want listen, the, the problem is, is none of those teams are out because of, really because of Vegas, Edmonton, and these other clubs that are kind of sputtering or flounder or, or you know, flopping away their opportunity here. So you've got teams that have a legitimate chance getting into the playoffs and making some noise because like I said to me me personally I look at Calgary and Colorado and to be honest the only possible concern I see with Colorado is the goaltending does that hold up and on the second part of that when it comes to playoff time and they start getting punched in the mouth do they punch back which was something we talked about with Jake Hahn earlier in the season we talked about that so you know you start seeing names that fall off the table, like I just said, like a Joe Pavelski. You know, J.T. Miller, there's no way in hell Vancouver could possibly justify at this point trading J.T. Miller. They, and they have – they hold all the cards on that anyway because they've got time and and, and and space with him essentially. Connor Garland, that's another one I don't understand. You just – trade you you traded a boatload for him.
1: Well, not just him. It was more – Oh yeah, but
0: yeah. Well, yeah. You, you trade. You you know. You get Connor Garland. You give up a first round pick there. You can't turn around and trade the guy. As much as I would really like to see Connor Garland on the Rangers, I would, because I think Connor Garland would be a phenomenal fit on that third line. Um, you can't really justify it because none of those teams are now out, and the only reason they're not out is because of the sheer, really, a, a lot of it is sheer dumb luck. I mean, let's be honest. Uh, I mean, it is. It's, it's sheer dumb luck.
1: Vancouver, well, look. Vancouver. Well, Minnesota, falling has, apart. Winnipeg,
0: yeah. a disaster. Um, I mean, Dallas, we just talked about Dallas. They re up Joe Pavelski. They go through this stuff. They're like, hey, we're pushing for the playoffs. They go on these, like, eight-game win streaks and whatnot. Well, guess what? They've lost three in a row. <laughs> like, <laughs> this is what they do. Nashville, who is up and down all over the place, they're on a two-game win streak. So I, I mean, you, you look at those those teams. You look at Vegas. Vegas has lost five in a row. The Anaheim Ducks, who were sitting in a playoff position not that long ago, are two six and two. You know, and they just lost.
1: And they just lost to Alexander Georgiev. And 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 that you know which you, you, we're, we're gonna
0: we're gonna touch on. You can't you know, be Jose, a playoff team
1: if you lose to Alexander Georgiev.
0: San Jose, well, and I got thoughts on that, which we'll get to. San Jose, which started off strong and took a lot of people by surprise. Have fallen back to earth, where I think more more so they kind of belong. Which is why the Thomas Hur- the Thomas hurdle signing makes. I, I mean, I don't know. I, I, I don't see what San Jose is doing. It, it doesn't make sense. They've got a lot of money still tied up in a lot of contracts. Well, a very well, few contracts. I, I should
1: say I another another eight million dollar player to go another eight the million dollars that they have
0: already. Yeah, but I mean, you know, Edmonton is playing five hundred hockey. Yeah, they've won won three in a row. So they've actually kind of turned a a little bit of a page here because they were playing atrocious for a while. So if you're Vancouver, you're sitting in fifth place in the Pacific with 67 points, you're three points back from Edmonton. And and they only got a game in hand on you. You're a point behind Vegas. And you've got a game in hand on Vegas. And Vegas is, I mean, again, they're in a complete – it's a disaster right now. And look, Vegas. I'm going
1: gonna, I'm gonna to be honest, if Ken Holland winds up going out and at the deadline and actually is smart and trades for a goaltender, even an average goaltender, Edmonton will make the playoffs over
0: Vegas. Oh, yeah, yeah, I, 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 I agree with that. I, I do agree with that. And look, I know Edmonton's got more problems than just the goaltending, but Vegas has got like 99 problems. And unfortunately, yeah, you got Jack Eichel, who is producing, but now, like already, and it's it's hilarious already. It's
1: not, it's not hilarious. I on feel Facebook, really
0: I really the feel people are for... flipping out on Jack Eichel, but it's this, not him. This He's been good.
1: Be, yeah, this is gonna be my last comment about like NHL stuff before we get into Rangers. Yeah, because we're gonna jump into the Ranger talk. Uh, I really feel bad for Jack Eichel. I really feel bad for this perception that he is a problem no matter where he goes like the issues in vegas are not jack eichel related the issues in vegas have been issues before jack eichel got there and it's one of those that i told chris last year the problem with vegas vegas has no depth their depth is non-existent they are a top heavy team and i told when the, and i told you this when they played montreal when they were having issues with montreal i told you i said the issues are and they're getting exposed if their top guys aren't going they don't have a third or fourth line that can be effective to help shift momentum to win a game or a series and now mark stone is out pateretti's been hurt this guy's been hurt that guy's been hurt that guy- everybody and you're seeing their lack of depth is coming to exp- is exposing them. And it comes back to the roster, the constant roster churning. And it was like I said, look, I have no problem with them roster churning, but you better win a damn cup at the end of it,
0: because if and, not, and I, and I gonna was gonna a, a ugly. strong opponent of that.
1: You and like, I
0: butted heads big no, time. No.
1: Well, no. All we disagreed
0: on. Well, our difference. Know. We have a difference in philosophy.
1: I I said I have no problem with going it, going for it. But if you're gonna go for it, you better make sure that you get it, because if not, because exactly what I said to you was, if they don't get it, it's gonna go ugly, and it's gonna go ugly quick. And here we are.
0: So yeah, and my and my argument was, how many times can you bring players in? And, and and ship them out before, not necessarily, and, and I know your counter to it was, well, it doesn't matter because players are going to want to go to Vegas because it's Vegas and they're winning. As long as they win, that was the big thing, was as long as they win, yeah, that was the big key. But my thing was, how many times can you burn over a room? How many times can you send out key players? Can you screw over players? Can you ship them out the door to where now you've got a, Really, almost a shell of what you were, and you've only been in the league for five years before well, it bites you in the ass. Well, here they screwed up royally. I said it again. I know we, this was too for roughing podcast, so we don't do that podcast now, but I said it when it happened them trading Flurry and opting for Robin Laner, they were going to regret it. And you cannot tell me that they do not regret it now for oh. a variety of different reasons. There's a variety of reasons why they regret it. That trade, and if you say that they don't, you're insane because they have to. There's no possible way you could justify it. There's none.
1: So again, oh, here, here's one. Cali Yarkroc is going to
0: Calgary. Yeah, that's that's the report that's that's coming out. So I mean, look, you know, does Vegas still look to move Riley Smith? I mean, dude. I, I mean, what do they do? If they get to a point where, I mean, at some point they got to address the cap space regardless. Right now they're sitting fine. And if they get to the playoffs, they're fine. But if they fall out and they're spiraling out, do they look at, all right, we got to dump him off because he's up at the end of the year. We're not going to bring him back. Oh, look, we're probably going to have to trade William Carlson or move William Carlson and another guy too to accommodate all these other pieces. Oh, crap. Guess what? None of the, like, you you might have what, Marsha saw? Is basically your guy that you have from from the original roster, but yeah, but it's turning ugly in Vegas on a on a variety of fronts. And I know this it's
1: it's it's not it's not turning; it's there.
0: Yeah, I I mean, it's on a variety of fronts. On the ice and off the ice.
1: To quote an absolute genius, "The milk's gone bad in Vegas."
0: Yeah, so, it, it has right now. And I don't, so, I don't know how they fix it. And a lot of it, like I said, a lot of it is injury, but I think it's also self-inflicted. There's a lot but, of self-inflicted problems, and and it just snowballs. And, okay. you know, that's that's what it is. All right, let's go into the Rangers stuff. Well, I, 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 I kind of wanted to do NHL stuff at the end of the podcast, but we jumped into it right away, which is fine. But two things. We're, we're, we're going to do something new on 30 on Broadway. All right? Every week, I'm going to pull out a tweet. A ranger, a ranger, uh, a ranger themed tweet. Okay. It could be from any point. And I found one earlier and it's just dawned on me. And I was like, all right, this is going to be, this is, this is good. So bear with me here. So ranger tweet one of the week. We're going to pick it up. This is our MVP tweet of the week right now. All right. And it's from Mike Bucklaw at M Bucklaw. He tweets. Kessel likes hot dogs. Another name for a hot dog is a Frank. NYR just acquired a Frank. Kessel to NYR confirmed. It's, it's well done. It's well yeah, done. Well
1: done. That, that's well done. That's I, well I would
0: pay for that content over Larry Brooks's garbage.
1: I mean, if you pay for Larry Brooks's stuff, I, I I don't know what you're doing. I'm, I'm
0: curious who does. Not that, uh, that I want to judge you. If you do, you do. Well, look. I, just I feel like I, you're
1: I, want, I, want, I feel like I you're giving your, your money away. You. I really want to get right into it. I love getting Frank for, for Toronto, and I love getting Frank Fagano for Toronto for a fourth round pick.
0: Originally, this is weaponizing the cap space.
1: Originally, they said
0: they wanted well, a second.
1: Florida wanted a second, and the Rangers, you know, and I guess a lot of other teams held off or like, nope.
0: Well, it's overvaluing. And
1: yeah, and Chris Drury was smart enough to realize, hey, a, a bottom six player you don't give a second-round pick for. I mean, Frank Toronto the last three years, 24, 16, and 18 goals. That's really good production. That's 58 yeah, goals in he's... three years. So he was yeah. almost averaging 20 goals a season. So that is really good production from a guy on your third line. And when you look at the Rangers' issues on the third line with Hedl, Gauthier, you know – And even Goodrow and putting Goodrow on the fourth line will make this team so much better. And that's not a knock on Goodrow. It's because what Barkley Goodrow does really will weaponize and make this team
0: so much deeper. Well, yeah, you have flex, it gives you flexibility to flop him on the third and fourth line. And it goes back and this goes back to like with Drew last week. Drew said it perfectly is the 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 third and fourth line just gets absolutely eaten alive on the, the the scoring chances and I don't know the exact phrase. I know it's expected expected goals, you know, five versus five, which we got a little bit of enlightenment on there because, you know
1: a lot not, of I'm not an I, athletics yeah.
0: expert. I'm not at any straight, but um, and Drew is Drew is one of the best at with it. Um, but look, I, I I'm really high on Frank for Toronto because I, I saw what he brought to Florida when he went to Florida. Yep. Um well, look, his he, first he full show, season, he, showed, he was a huge fantasy pickup for me.
1: <laughs> he's shown in Florida that he has finishing ability. And honestly, and, on the third line with Hedl, because look, for all the faults of Hedl and a lot of the grief that we give him, Hedl is an excellent playmaker. He creates opportunities. on the and, wing. and the problem is Julian Gauthier, is literally roberto duran he is hands of stone he cannot finish so having a guy on that line with hedel if you keep hedel will 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 really do wonders because now you actually have a guy with some finishing ability
0: well and it gives you another guy that can play center
1: yeah, but he's better on the wing. But
0: he is better I, on the wing, but it gives you again, it gives you a little bit of flex it, and adds yeah. your flexibility. Yeah. You could if you had to. If you had to, the Rangers could slot him until Kako comes back. They could push Dryden Hunt down.
1: No. And no, no, no. Slot. No. no but they no, could. No. They could, they could but no, though. But, no, but no. No. They they you know, uh man, I I mean, you could let's say if you go you out could. and get a well, this is the problem. Out.
0: This is this is where Frank Vitrano well, fell in the depth charts with with Florida's because Florida's is stacked. Well, here, you know, here, here. played a much a much more prominent role for the Panthers two years ago. He yeah. really did. You know, the 2018-2019 season specifically, he was a he was a big factor in in a lot of their offense uh, and their and their offensive success. And now with the position of where they are, he falls down in the depth chart. But he could, right. if you need him to, right?
1: And here, and here's what I'll say to your point: If they go out and they add our Terry Leckin, let's say the Rangers go out and get our Terry Leckin, and you play Leckin until Kako comes back on the third line, you you can move Vetrano up to the second line, and then when you're fully healthy, Kako comes back in on the second line right wing. Vetrano on the right. third line with Hedele and Leckin, and And now,
0: now you've got a nasty lineup.
1: Now you have a good third line,
0: and And that's the big big key. And then Gallant just needs to use the fourth line how the fourth line should be used, how it is kind of the makeup of the fourth line needs to be how it is, how it's used, not the way that. And we even saw we talked about that on the podcast, and then we saw it that night in the game where you know, where you're like, oh ready for the Rangers to get their asses kicked by Minnesota and I'm trying to be Mr. Positive and you're up oh, no Georgie's in net we're gonna lose and then we get shellacked. <laughs> I was yeah. like okay great like fantastic. But I just look at the Frank Petrano trade. trade as the Frank Petrano trade cost the Rangers absolutely zero practically. Um you know it gives you a guy that gives you more flexibility in your lineup. Yeah. You could just shove them right into the third line and fix the third line, or you could, you know, have the flexibility of, you got to get Dryden hunt out of the top six and Kako is nowhere near close still apparently to coming back. You know, what is that? What does that give you? You know, we also got to see what's going to happen with Georgie. The talks are the, the, the talk, I mean, Darren Dreger tweeted it just before the talks are heating up. That Georgie is on the move.
1: And no, I don't think he said Georgie. I think he said Ben Sherat
0: No, there was a tweet that was cool. That uh, yeah. you're gonna make I, me search for it right I away. Think,
1: yeah, I think it was. I think it was somebody. Uh, well,
0: Ben Sherat is going to Florida, so so we're just seeing that Ben Sherat is going to Florida. Oh
1: God, come on! Don't do all the trades today.
0: I know they're gonna do. They're gonna do all of it now. Um, no, but I, I thought I saw. I thought I saw Darren Drager, or maybe it was someone quoting Darren's tweet. Yeah, it was. Um, but you know, I, I, look, I, I'm just trying to look for it really quick, but I don't. I'm not seeing it right away. So, um, you know what? I but but again, what happens with Georgie, I mean, there, there has to be a decision made there. The question is, do the Rangers still overvalue or or what? Um, I mean, I don't know what you really get, I, I guess is my, my point. I don't know what you really get for for Georgie at this point but it's one of those things where it's like you might, you know, do you just make the deal to make the deal? Um, look, I know a lot of people flipped out that Georgie started against the Ducks last night. I didn't see a problem with it because I'm, I'm of the, 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 the proponent and I know he, he didn't look good in the game. Although I will give him credit. He made a couple of big saves, even though he did almost give the game away. He did make a couple of big saves to keep the Rangers in the striking distance after giving up the terrible breakaway goal where he completely forgot that he has a stick and how to use it. And I don't know what he was doing with it, but yeah, I'm not, I'm like, I'm not going to talk Georgie
1: because he's just at this point, he's just an easy target now.
0: No, he is. But Georgie needs to get some starts here. He needs to get more consistent action. I think Galat kind of alluded to something with some of his comments that he made about being, you know, that no. it's hard for, no, 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 no. Hold on. No. He, he said, he made the comment of, you know, when you've got a goalie like like Igor, and I'm paraphrasing here, but he said, when you're the backup, you got to have the mindset. It's a big, I mean, it's true. And we have said, I, I look at it this way. Georgie can't have the, doesn't have the mindset to be a backup goaltender. He, does, no, he doesn't. wants to be the starter. You can see it across the eye. You can see it everywhere. You can see it in the body language. You can see it in the body language after a Rangers win and he doesn't start. I mean, that that stuff you could say, oh, that's you're reading too much into it. No, you could see it. I mean, you can see it. You could see the, the reactions that he has on the bench, you could see the interactions that he has, and you could see the performance that he has when he doesn't start in, in a lot of times. And that's difficult. It's not easy to have a backup mentality. And if you're more suited to being a starter, which, at the end of the day, regardless of if he's good or not, I think Georgie is more fitted to be a starter. And that's just kind of out- how.
1: Oh, God, Chris is dying. COVID. No. No. You
0: guys like, how dare you?
1: <laughs> as, as you chug your water here. H2O. Oh, my oh, God. I'm choking over here.
0: The hockey guys are like, you speak like Darth Vader right now. Oh (laughs) but no, I look at it. Look, I think what you've seen is that Georgie needs to be in a role where he's playing more consistently, whether that's as a 1B or as a starter on a team. Is it a contending team? No. But I think you have seen, and we saw it this year when Igor was out with injury. Eagle, or Georgie, when he plays consistent, he is remarkably different than when he comes in in a in a in a backup supporting role. And they're going to need him again this weekend because they've got a back to back. So you might as well give him an extra action. It's a non conference, non divisional game. That at the end of the day, if they lost last night, does it really kill you? No, it doesn't.
1: No, it just would have been annoying.
0: No, it would have been annoying, but it's at a point where it's like. People, I think, read too much into it, and they're like, "Oh my God, they're giving the game away." Hey, oh, I'm, a, a f- I'm, I'm not even going to lie to you.
1: As soon as I saw that Georgia was starting, I called it an automatic L. I have, uh-uh. I have less than zero faith in in Alexander Georgiev.
0: And that's fine. But ironically, to me, and I'm I'm with you on it. Ironically, to me, if Igor knock on wood was down and we needed, we needed Georgie to play a week's worth of games. I would be like, all right, we'll win a couple, but like it's, and that's and to me, it's, it's a wild, it's wild to have that mindset, but that's because to me, Georgie just can't switch. He can't, he can't get into the mindset, the mold of, <clears throat> of being a backup. And that's a problem. When you've got a goalie like Igor Shesterkin,
1: that's a problem. Yeah. Yep. And, I mean, look, I, I think, honestly, come mon- come Monday at, at, after the deadline, I hope, and I, I hope this for him, I hope he is no longer a New York Ranger. I, I, yeah, I, I, just... I, I hope Alexander Georgiev after the deadline is no longer a Ranger. And it's not because <laughs> of anything – it's just, it is so evident that it's not a good fit anymore, and it's not going to work. It's broken between him and the organization. He, he needs a fresh start. They need a fresh start, and it, it's just one of those things where you, you take what you can get for them, and you move on, and hopefully everybody's happy.
0: Yeah, and you know, you look at what other reinforcements can can Chris Drury work on. That makes sense. Is it Phil Kessel? I mean, I, I don't know. I, I like I'm I'm curious about what Phil Kessel can bring to the Rangers, but at the same time, I'm like, man, I, like he's having the worst year of his career, and I know he's on he's on the Arizona Coyotes. But there's other players on the Coyotes this year who are having career years, which is kind of crazy. I mean, Lawson Krause had an absolutely atrocious season last year, and it looked like he was barely even a fringe NHL player. And the dude is lighting it up this year, scores a freaking hat trick for the first time in his career the other night. Clayton Keller, who had arguably one of the worst overpaid contracts, thanks to one of the worst general managers in NHL history in John Chaika. You know, finally looks to be like replicating, if not exceeding, his rookie season. And people are like, oh my God, Clay, Keller, go get him. Well, go look at the cap first. <clears throat> so I, I look at it and I say, like, well, people are like, well, Arizona sucks. What the hell do you expect? But then it's like, all right, well, then explain why there's other players on that team who are having career years. Look,
1: and... I, I, I go back to it. Kessel needs a centerman. And, uh, but if if you bring him to New York, he's not going to have the great, you know, our, our position of strength is not center at this right. point. But if you play him with Panarin and, and Strom, he'll automatically improve because he's playing with Panarin. So, but, look, I, I, I don't think
0: Phil Kessel is going to be the guy. I want – I'd be intrigued by it, but I just I, – I, I'm on the fence on it because I just look at it I'm like, is it – I don't know. I just – there's nothing this season that Phil Kessel has done that has been like – like, last season, he had a bounce back year. Last season, he looked like, all right, he had a terrible year the year prior – and then that was like career worst or one of the, his worst of his career, like second, I think, or whatnot. And you're like, oh, he bounced back. He had a he had a really good season last season. And you're thinking, all right, well, they're going to lean on him big time this year because of just how everything that they've got, you know, all their holes and all their problems, and it's really not there. So I'm kind of like, all right, well, you know, I'm interested. I, I mean, I'm curious to see what jury can pull out of it. He's not sending Georgie to Arizona. They don't need a goalie. That's the last thing they need. So what are you sending? Is it is it gonna be another low-level draft pick? That hasn't been the reported ask from from the coyotes. And even in prior years, they weren't asking a ton. So it's like, I don't know. I that one to me is the biggest of a question, Mark, where it's like, you know what the you know what's there and what he could bring to the table. I mean, look. The guy's a Stanley Cup champion, playoff per- perennial. The guy plays every freaking game, even when his daughter's being born. He plays a shift, jumps on a plane, goes out, <clears throat> sees the birth of his kid, gets back for the next game. I mean, the dude's uh, – the guy's got the worst, you know, reported diet and, and conditioning regimen, and yet the guy's an Iron Man. I mean, so there's a lot of things there that you would say this fits like a lot of what you would love to have on your team. But I just, I just look at it I'm like, is he going to bring the offense? Because at the end of the day, the Rangers need offense help. They, they need offensive help.
1: I think, I, honestly, my, my want is I want two of Andrew Kopp, Ricard Raquel, or. Yeah, but the guy's got a concussion him. right now. I know. But I, he's still a player I would want. He's still a player I would re-sign at the end of the season, and I mean honestly, I would re-sign Raquel or Cobb at the end of the year.
0: Yeah, I would. I would. I would be interested in 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 those. I I just. I wonder if that. You know the signals from. The signals from. Anaheim, they've made some moves. But I yeah, I don't know.
1: Anaheim is selling. They're gonna
0: sell. Well, I think they should. I mean, they, they they had a nice they had a nice jump here, but if there's a team that I think is probably out of it, it probably would be Anaheim out of the group of teams that are well, still I technically mean, in it.
1: Verbeek has signaled he's gonna sell. And I mean right. he he even rescinded the extension yeah, with Campus Led um, yeah I know because I sent it to you I
0: but know. You uh, <laughs> that's true
1: but but I don't know if the Rangers get Lindholm. I would like campus Lindholm. I think it would be highly unreasonable considering the fact that we'd have to resign them and we already don't have a lot of money to play with so that would be uh you, you'd be walking the razor's edge there so to speak you know hey yo um i I, I just
0: Nice, nice, nice.
1: Thank, thank you. I, I, that was good, right? I like that. I was, I oh. did mean to lead off. Uh,
0: unfortunately, my shit with IKEA is really. it's just, it's. Look, <clears throat> like I, I am, I am renovating my entire kitchen, I, top I, to bottom, I know. soup yes, to know. nuts. And I, 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 no, this is I what pisses that. me off because now, now you're gonna get me. Now you're gonna oh, get. God, me. you want to see the bad guy? Now you're oh, gonna get okay. to get bad. Okay. No, 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 okay. No. Okay. No. Do so, no, no, the no. bad guy. But anyways, no, no I'm not gonna do. It. No, 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 I'm not gonna steal. i no, But all right. The IKEA IKEA instructions are hilarious to begin with, and it's like deciphering pictographs and hieroglyphics and whatever. But the 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 thing is, is when you do the kitchen design with them. All right. And you can do it online. The online program is annoying. It's frustrating because it's glitchy as hell. Then you finally get it done and literally Ikea breaks everything down in your kitchen, down to the littlest of pieces. Just a case in point. I had two deliveries to our house in, in, in cabinets and hardware and everything. It was over 135 different items that got delivered. Okay. 135. I mean, literally to the point where the hinges get sent in individual bags for the doors. But here's the problem. okay? Ikea somehow took our kitchen design, because when you do the kitchen design through them, they give you a breakdown of cabinet. One is put together with this components, these components. This is how this cabinet goes. And you're like, oh, cool. Awesome. You get through everything. You order everything. It tabulates everything for you. You order it. You're good. Your packages arrive. Everything is all over the place. They don't have a packing list. They don't have a shipping list. Nothing. You go to print it out on their website. And guess what? All of a sudden, your kitchen design that gives you the step-by-step of what goes in what cabinet is no longer accessible. So you can't freaking see it. You have to figure out from the boxes and the pictures, okay, this goes to this. Oh, yeah, this cabinet was four drawers. I designed it to be this way. Oh, shit. This drawer is the same name, but it's a different configuration because it goes to this. And, oh, it doesn't go to that. Oh, these hinges. Oh, we've got three different types of hinges. So, oh, shit, I put the wrong hinges in first. I got to change it, put different hinges in, redo that. So, literally, that has been me. Because they don't. And on top of that, the configurations, this is the other thing that's hilarious. They give you the book of configurations. Okay? So, in the box, they give you the instructions. They give you the picture. And they give you like six different configurations for a cabinet. And ironically, none of the configurations that they give you instructions for are configurations that I picked. Not a single one. And I didn't pick anything special. I picked literally from their options that they give you. But none of the instructions have the configuration. So what happens when I put together my whole cabinet and everything's looking right and everything's going good? The bottom drawer is off by like three quarters of an inch. and I, I can't wrap my brain around how to reconfigure this drawer to get it to fit so it's flush. And there's no explanations to it, none, zero, because I can't go online and pull up the, the design and be like, oh yeah, that doesn't fit. When I'm literally taking the smallest door that I have, which is the only one that makes any sense, and it won't, no matter which way I flip it, turn it, twist it, shove it, it doesn't work. So yeah, there you go. So that's been my day. So that's where I've been. All right. I've been a uh, bit annoyed. I've been aggravated. And I don't even know where we where we were going with this. But I meant so, all right.
1: Well, At the beginning no, of the
0: podcast, I, 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 I meant I was, to do I, this.
1: I, I, I had a little Scott Hall moment there.
0: <laughs> I know, and I meant it, and, and whatever where I was getting with was I meant to do this because listen, I haven't watched wrestling in a very long time. I have not watched wrestling in God, probably almost. 20 years i would say i i I would say probably like right a couple of years before the rock took off and went to do his full-time movie career that's probably the last time that i really watched it i can't stomach it now i can't stand it i have friends that are die hard in it and i don't understand it i think it's absolutely atrocious but when you go back and you look at the entertainment and what the product was that they used to put out there. And it was flipping phenomenal. And Scott Hall or who many know him by as razor Ramon, Um, you know, the, the, the story about him being on life support this past week, this past, uh, what was it, this over the weekend? I think yep. cause they took him off on what? Monday yeah. or Tuesday. Monday. Um, you know, and then you know they show the clips of his his Hall of Fame speech and his induction. Just one of the classic, uh, just a classic speech. Hard um, work
1: pays off. Dreams come true. Bad times don't last, but bad
0: guys do. But but not only that, but like the way he turned and worked the camp. I mean, the dude's a, the dude was a pro. He was one of the best of the best. And it was it was sad to see because you know you you know for a lot of people like wrestling fans and stuff you watched wrestling growing up as a kid. I don't know anybody that didn't watch wrestling as a kid, to be honest. Especially in the heyday where I feel like WWF at the time was in it's like all out glory days, um, and then like WCW with NWO and I mean you know. You didn't know. I didn't know anybody at school in like middle school that wasn't walking around with the DMX through like to suck it. <laughs> like, dude, dude, if, you,
1: if you grew if you grew up and you went to school between the years of 1995 and 2000, let yep. me tell you something. If you went to school, you saw an NWO black and white shirt. You saw an yep. NWO Wolfpack shirt. You saw Degeneration X T shirts. Oh, and you yeah, saw, and you saw Austin 316. Austin sir.
0: 316. You used and to get people used to freaking spray paint it. Austin 316 in the bathroom stalls. Oh, by the I way, mean, happy
1: 316 day!
0: Oh, that's true. Yeah, there you go. Today, today is 316 day, so but um, but no, you know, it was a shame to see because you know, and then and then Kevin Nash, you know, what he must be going through. I can't even imagine,
1: dude. His Instagram post almost made me cry. Yeah. that I mean, was, it's really sad that was one of the saddest things i've ever i've ever read that was literally you know if you've ever had a friend that like you were that close with that is probably as much as you can love another human being without like being in love with that human being like that that is like i mean yeah, it was it, it was, was tough. It, it was tough to were, see. When you look at it though, like Scott Hall and Kevin Nash, they spent 300 days a year together.
0: Yeah, I mean, they basically they were years. Yeah, I mean, you practically could say without saying it. it's basically like they were married. I mean, yeah, they Yeah,
1: they, it, it's you know, yeah, they had a I, bond I mean, that was probably like closer than most brothers. So it's, you know. Yeah,
0: I mean, yeah, you're no, talking, it, you know, yeah, I mean, so, you know, it was just—it was a shame to see. So, you know, oh, our, yeah. our our thoughts, obviously, you know, and I know Nick. Nick is a far bigger wrestling fan than I probably ever was, but even for me, you know, even still, like like I said, I was a big wrestling fan.
1: This, this one, this one back bothered in the day. me. It
0: sucked. It sucked. This, to see.
1: this one, this one bothered me. Like celebrity deaths don't generally affect me because if I've never met the person, like it doesn't. It, it it doesn't do.
0: Yeah, but I think I think there's a I think there's something to be said about you know well when this, things this, happen this, the way you connect with people that this, you may not know them but you feel like you know them. Yeah, like I mean, look, I,
1: I I've only been impacted by two celebrity deaths, Prince, because of yeah. uh you know him being my favorite musician of all time, and then Scott Hall's death really bothered me. And I, and I feel like it bothered me because, like, I started watching wrestling as a kid because my uncle used to, you know, used to watch wrestling, with you know, and so we watched it together. And it was uh, – I was very tight with my uncle growing up. And my, my uncle passed away in 2020 before COVID. His death really bothered me. And uh, one of our – one of my first favorite wrestlers that I used to – because of my uncle was was Scott Hall is Razor Ramon and like, so I like his death. I think it was just like that last little connection I had to my uncle, and it's like uh, it's one of those things that's just like, damn, that's uh, it's like my childhood and all all that stuff. It's like rolled into one, and yeah, it really sucked. It was yeah, it was. There's uh, there's
0: three three to me. Uh, there's more because like I there's there's ones that you can like like John Amarante yeah that like John Amarante is still like there will never there will never be another John Amarante
1: I Just like Lauren like even Laura a, I do like Lauren Leggio who sings the anthem now at the Garden on some nights she's really good
0: yeah uh, and I, I mean yeah and not to and not to be disrespectful or, or anything but like, like like that um Bob Shepard, because you know, growing up as a Yankee fan, like that's you know, there's there's no like the voice of God as he was coined. Um uh Bob and I, I Shepard remember, there's, there's, Bob, Shep- Bob Shepard was an institution. He really yeah, was. I mean, and again, it's like you don't know him, but it's like that's what you well, know it's like, like it's
1: like well it's like uh, I I think a perfect way like to tie it back to the Rangers too is like Henrik Lugwiss, one of the things about Hank retiring that like really hit home for me after he retired was damn, we're never gonna hear Joe Tollison ever again say ending goal number 30. Like we're never gonna hear that again. Yeah, there's a there's a there's
0: a there's a definitive there, there's, finality to it. Like that you you this is final, that's it. It's over. Ne- like, there's nothing going forward. It's not like your final, and you don't got to worry about it anymore. Like, it's you're, you get to carry on and sit there and be like, damn. Like, that's it. It's over. Like, done. And it's, yeah, it, to some, it hits, it, hits, it hits home. But, like, yeah, I, I just, you know, it, it, it sucked to see. It, it really did. Because um, it brought back a lot of memories. Just seeing the clips and videos and stuff. It brought back a lot of memories, and I know and wrestling listen, is largely.
1: Listen, listen. If you if you grew up and you watched Scott Hall, there is no doubt. If you are a male from the age of thirty to to forty five, there is not a doubt in my mind that you never took a toothpick and threw it at somebody.
0: Yeah, I mean, there, there's I, I no. Never, had, a, never there's, had like a deal with a toothpick company is amazing. So like,
1: like, I mean, I don't know if two no big chance. companies there, but like, like there's no chance that you never did that growing up, ever. Yeah, I like. mean,
0: there's, yeah, I mean, look, I know wrestling. Like, I mean, I nowadays I can't even, I can't even turn it on. It's so ridiculous, but it's, you know, it still it brought back a lot of memories from from when I was younger and I used to watch. And you know, you, you used to have the action figures. I used to have like the freaking the old the old uh, Royal Rumble ring yeah, all the figures it, and you just go into to, freaking
1: town. It used to be like, it really used to be cool. It, you know, yeah. Yeah. And then, you know, ah, okay.
0: But, all right. But anyways, now, no, I, just, uh, I, meant, I meant to lead off the podcast with that. And, and I, I usually do I'm usually good about that, but yeah, it,
1: I, I was just that, upset because I didn't something. get I didn't get to lead off with a with a hey yo, <laughs> but I got it in. I worked it in there. So there you uh,
0: go. You worked I, it in. So yeah,
1: I'm proud of that um, one.
0: But yeah, one of the one of the great one of the great quotes of of any kind of speech. I mean, yeah, this oh, is yeah. definitely hilarious. So all right, wrap it up on the Ranger talk. All right.
1: I want to know, come Monday, <laughs> who else is brought to Broadway?
0: I mean I think depending on what Anaheim does, I mean, Raquel. I mean, I'm curious, I'm curious. I mean, I don't I don't really look around like I, I know people are like, oh yeah, Phil Kessel is great. It sounds great, but like I don't I don't know. I wouldn't be I wouldn't be mad at it. I wouldn't be like, oh my god, why did we do this? But I I'd be more like Okay, I hope he like finds some kind of form of his offensive self. Um, I would, I would really like to add Lekkonen. I just, I, I at this point, there's so many names that have fallen off the table because they've been resigned that I'm not, I'm, I'm kind of cautiously optimistic at this point. I, I'm gonna suggest. I wouldn't Uh, be surprised, I'll just say this, I wouldn't be surprised if the deal is just Georgie going and that may be the end of what we see. Is is that a good thing? No, that's not. Because you got too much cap to not make a splash. But what are you making a splash with at this point? I
1: think Drury is going to make at least three trades. Three? On or by Monday, yeah. Three? Yep. In addition to the Mitrano move, I, I, I think Drury's gonna be busy. I I think I, I think this weekend, I think Saturday or Sunday you're really gonna see the action pick up.
0: But, All right, so you're you're making three additional trades from Frank Frank for Toronto. Yes. One of them is Georgie.
1: No, well, I, I just mean players that you're bringing in.
0: Oh, so you're you're saying they're adding three players.
1: I think, yeah, I think. He's getting two forwards and at least a defenseman.
0: See, I, I kind of lean more on the depth defenseman coming in. Which hopefully it won't be Ben Sharrott.
1: I and Ben Sharr got a first round pick, by the way.
0: He did. Uh,
1: yes. Yeah. So yeah.
0: Yeah,
1: I, I wonder who but, made that deal. But I I I believe it's gonna be two forwards and a defenseman that Drury's gonna bring in in addition to Vetrano.
0: You know what they say about predictions, though, right?
1: I I just I have this feeling. I think the Rangers believe that they're good enough to win the Cup this year. Whether or not I'm not saying I believe that. I look. Well, look. I think all right, right. But I'm going to counter
0: this. I'm going to counter. You just said it. You you think that the Rangers think they're good enough? When you've got, and I and I said this last week, and I'll say it again. When you've got a Vesna goalie, because he should win the Vesna this year. And you've got who should, who should win the heart. He should pull both. And you've got a Norris finalist. And you've got Panarin, who is on pace for what, like 99 points in what has been objectively not a great year for him. You've got Kreider having a career year. Um, You've got a crap ton of cap space that you have you have holes that you need to plug, and you have the ability to do it and not potentially cost you too, too much. Yeah, You got to do it. You can't not do it because, I, I, you know, you could use the argument, and I don't mean to cut you in and I don't mean to go on a tirade. You could use the argument of should the Rangers continue to build for the future or should the Rangers go all in? You don't know what next year brings. You don't know what the future brings. You don't you you have no clue. You don't know if Lafreniere is going to turn into the first overall pick. I mean the projections and everything that shows you, you see in it. You have a big question mark with Coppola once he gets back from his injury. You don't know if those guys are going to take the, the leap. You still don't know if if Headel is going to take his leap. You don't know if Igor is going to have a a follow-up season like this again. I mean, this is this is first time NHL history we're talking, the level he's playing practically. Um you don't know if Kreider is gonna do this again. So there's a lot of things. You make the right moves and you do the right things. Yeah, you gotta you gotta you got a tough road in the West in the Eastern Conference because you gotta figure one of Florida-Tampa is, is going to be there at the end in, in the conference final. Carolina, you know, if if Freddie and, and what they're doing, you can't count them out. Um, If you say, hey, you know what? If one or two of those teams gets knocked out in a shocker, which could happen.
1: It opens the door.
0: It opens the door and you look over on the Western side and it's Colorado and yeah, Calgary, but we've seen Calgary in the postseason before. So it's not like, Holy crap. These are, there's a juggernaut. I mean, even Colorado, you could sit there and say, I mean, look what Vegas did to them last year. Vegas embarrassed them. And this is a team that is kind of built. If they're, if the pieces get put together the right way, this is a team that we talked about this last week they get punched they punch back and they punch back harder and that's going to be a problem for a lot of teams in the playoffs it really is so you can't sit there and say no the window is opening the window's open now we've got a chance to go for it and not ruin the future look we shouldn't do 94 okay (laughs) Let me just be clear on that. 94, they had to do it. Like, they had to do 94. If you really think about the failures right, coming we're, up we're, to that we're, point. We're not, we're, not, we're not
1: doing this. We're not getting. But
0: um, but no, wait. But that doesn't mean go trade Capococco a la Tony Amanti. Don't go trade, you know, make these crazy moves and bring in a whole host and practically rewrite the book of your team going into the postseason, That's not what we're saying. We're saying you've got a definite hole on the third line that needs repairs, even two holes there. You need to reconfigure some things and you need to add some depth on the back end and you need to figure out Georgie. That's three, maybe four things that you need to do. And if you could do it within reason and you could do it, and give yourself a better chance in the postseason. How do you not? I mean, how do you I, not? I,
1: I, no, they, I, look, I really think I think Drury is really gonna is really gonna go for it.
0: I'm just curious to see how it plays out. I I, mean, three, I, three more moves is is.
1: I, I firmly believe it's going to be three more moves. So you're um, saying
0: so? So basically, you're saying what Leckanen, Raquel, and Kessel?
1: Leckanen, Raquel, and a depth defenseman. Yeah,
0: uh, okay.
1: Look, I'm not going to say a depth defenseman because, look, I think they could try and swing for Mark Giordano, possibly. Who knows? He would have to want to come here, so that 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 remains to be seen. But there, uh, look, you always see a team make a move for for a depth defenseman. Maybe it's Calvin. Deha- Maybe it's Calvin DeHaan out of Chicago. I I can see that. So. There, there. I, 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 think you're gonna see. And look, I, I'll say this: I think every deadline, we always get one trade that's a monstrous trade that nobody sees coming. It's true. So,
0: I just don't. I just don't know if the Rangers fit the bill. Like I just said before, I don't know if the Rangers fit the bill for a monstrous trade, unless it's like one the, of these three-team deals.
1: Th- no, they could really pull off a monstrous one. They they have the prospect pool. They have the cap space this year. I'm gonna. But I think if you're doing
0: year. that, none of those players that you mentioned to me are making a monstrous trade.
1: And by, no, no, I'm not talking about the th- the three guys. No, not those guys. I'm talking about a separate deal. No, like, that's what I'm the saying. The whole rumor, the whole rumor of a certain Chicago Blackhawk that everyone keeps wanting to float out there. Oh yeah, which the, the personally King. Personally, I don't believe it's happening. And the only way the Rangers could do it for this year and make it work for next year is if they get a third team involved to eat. They would have to get Kane sent somewhere else at like Chicago holding back 25%. And then the the that team sends him to the Rangers holding back 50%. And you're that would be the only somebody. way. That would be the, well, you're going to lose a lot, but that would be the only way that the 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 rangers could make it work for this year and next year but look I don't think Patrick Kane is gonna happen if Patrick Kane becomes a ranger I think it'll happen uh at the draft or next season's I mean, deadline. I'll say I, this I, uh,
0: Patrick Kane and Panarin back together. Patrick Kane can still play.
1: Yeah and it would it would definitely and it's it not win. like it would reinvigorate him even more to come to a team who a lot of people are, are saying, you know, they are which, a playoff team. Which I, I know you're, you're saying people,
0: reinvigorate, but the dude's put up 68 points.
1: I, no, but I mean, like, yeah, he's playing, re, he's playing really well this season, but you imagine you get him and back that's a down That's race. a down
0: season. This is a down season. Well,
1: not, not a down season, but like. You no, get for, him him, in, for him, it's kind of a down season you get him back into a playoff race and potentially, you know, sniffing around that cup again, imagine the, and he's back with Panera. And imagine the bounce to his step.
0: Yeah. I mean, I yeah. just, I just, I, after him saying he doesn't want to leave Chicago, he wants to be a Chicago Blackhawk for life. That's the question is what entices look if Chicago to me, if Chicago was smart and it doesn't change anything for Chicago with Patrick Kane, I mean, Patrick Kane is an icon in Chicago. He's a, I mean, he's an American hockey icon. Point blank, he's gonna he's gonna go down as the greatest American hockey player. Period. He
1: is. Um, he, he definitely has. There's some, no doubt about it. His off ice stuff leaves some.
0: Yeah, uh, I mean, but but if we're you know if we're loved. doing what you know if we're all right if we're doing what. <sighs>
1: no, like I'm to gonna, be,
0: no, I'm not gonna go there. I'm not gonna no, go there.
1: I, I, I'm just saying, like, it. He is a. Great no, I know, player. no, I was and, I was
0: gonna say if we could do what you know if you could if you could take off the,
1: the, I, I, you can't, it, it, it's hard. It, like it really is. It's hard. No, hard. I know yeah. there's
0: something that I, I want. I'm biting my tongue,
1: no, but it's just, it, it's, you just, know where I'm
0: going with it. And a lot of people that it, listen, it, it,
1: I, it, it, it's just, it it.
0: if you take but, off the holier than thou, you know, Whatever
1: uh, this. Listen, no, no, this, this, no, I, where I'm not going, no, I'm. But you put you, you
0: look at uh, no, but I'm saying you look at the on ice, on ice, you cannot dispute it, right? Off ice, right? You, you want to raise the questions? You want to talk about some of the other things and have the debates and all of that? Okay, fine. Do that. Do that. You know, whatever. The guy, like, uh,
1: I, I'm just, I'm just talking about him from a pure hockey
0: standpoint. If, if they could make that addition, that I, I, just, for, for to me personally, Chicago, it makes all the sense in the world. Yeah, it's Absolutely. a hard sell to your fans, but, but listen, you got, you got Stanley Cups that last a lifetime.
1: Yeah, just ask Sam Rosen.
0: Quit quit bitching. Quit crying that the team's like in a rebuild or they're going to miss the playoffs and they got to go through. Stop. 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 Come on. They had one of the greatest decades in NHL history. Really? Come on. And guess what? You make a deal like this, you can set yourself back up for a pretty good Rebirth and a boost to be back, being in the hunt again, versus where you were, you know, when no one was going to Blackhawk games before Patrick Kane and Jonathan Taves came around. That's Do true. I dare say I was, that. Do I dare say I, that? I,
1: I was in Chicago when Tony Monty returned. Uh, when yeah. He, when yeah, and uh, yeah, that was like their biggest boost of the season because Tony was back.
0: Yeah. So I mean, you know, I look, I would I would love to see it. I just my question is where <laughs> that that costs you significant upfront. Again, that's another that costs you on both sides. That costs you in the trade, and that costs you, you know, you, you gotta imagine that at that point you're saying goodbye to Ryan Strome for next season. Uh yeah. I mean I, I'd have to imagine. Although I will say this, Ryan Strom isn't really doing himself any favors right now. He's not. Which he is, is not. good for Rangers, which is good. I mean, Ryan Strome is basically like, hey, guys, my contract negotiate, don't worry about it. I got this. Okay. Wait, hey,
1: hey, <laughs> Ryan Strom, the way he's going right now, he might have to pay the Rangers to play for the Rangers next year.
0: I mean, it's been, I, I don't know what it is. I mean, it's.
1: He, he has been struggling, but all right. Yes. let's're we're, 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 we're going home
0: on that well, one well do you because this might be the last time do you want to do our our other new thing we've got a tweet of the week do you want to do your announcement on the newly uh Brett Howden, you're doing great honey award
1: oh my god all right so yeah the so okay so each year now we're 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 gonna start something here on 30 on Broadway every tremendous attempt and fail by a ranger player will be greeted with the
0: annual no, we're picking one we're picking i,
1: I, I, I know yeah will be will be the recipient of the brett howden memorial annual memorial you're doing great honey annual, award
0: annual memorial god
1: yes and the reason for all right let
0: me take over here because it's...
1: what it, yeah. well, no uh, Brad Howe literally last season. last season against Boston we've gone over this checked the air while he was trying to check someone in a in a post whistle scrum and he missed and it was the most incredible sight I've ever seen and I literally yelled out because it just hit me and it and I yelled out you're doing great, honey. And like
0: I, I lost it.
1: Chris absolutely died.
0: Because I the funniest
1: thing you'd ever heard.
0: Well, because yeah. it just came out of nowhere. And it, it to just, paint the picture, not only did he check the air, the air kind of checked back. Well, it's just
1: like it, it, it fit the mold of, You know, you go play drop in hockey, and a guy, a tryhard, brings his girlfriend. Yeah. And he he can't, (laughs) and like, he can't, and like, he can't skate. He can't control the puck. He can't shoot. And he does one thing, and he like starts talking shit like who he is. And his girlfriend, you hear her yell, You're doing great, honey. Like, that, that to me is what it was like watching Brett Howden in that moment last year.
0: So we th- we had that moment and then last yeah. season, Levor Hayek, really, who's kind of, I guess we could say is the inaugural recipient after Howden, he checked himself into the boards. And I don't remember the game, but it was late in the season, and I, I lost it. I just was like, holy crap, he literally checked himself into the boards and like went down in a ton of bricks and everything. And I was like, what the hell just it was like he got hit by a ghost. Like literally, he got like hit by the ghost of Zdeno Chara, uh, just but, uh, just so. So, so, so now... now we've been we've been debating this, and I was like, I don't think there's anything going to top that. And Nick caught it last week
1: against, against St. Louis in that atrocity that was the St. Louis Blues game. Alexander Georgiev, as he got scored on, was going post the post and tripped and fell. It was just, it was just, if there was ever a moment that summed up Georgie's Rangers career, it's right there. So congratulations to our 2021, 2022 Brett Howden. You're doing great, honey. Award winner, Alexander Georgiev.
0: There you go. All right. Thank you for checking in with us and,
1: yeah, this hour long episode. I can rolling
0: through it. rolling through the pod. Sorry, I kind of went on my little IKEA.
1: Your your IKEA rant, you threw uh, it not, NHL I'm talk.
0: It. I'm not happy with it right yes, now. I, but I, yeah, I, we did I, the know, NHL talk. I'm gonna try to we're gonna try to kind of do NHL talk at the end of the podcast more than at the beginning. But there's so much stuff going on with the NHL, the trade deadline and everything. And some of the names that were linked to the Rangers that have fallen off the board. We, we, we jumped into it a little bit early, but uh, we'll see you guys next time. Again, if you had a chance or didn't have a chance to, I should say, check out our pod from last week, Drew and Becky joined us. It was phenomenal. And uh, if you want a little bit more insight on the Western conference and a uh, team like the Vancouver Canucks, uh, the Rick Dollywell episode, just don't mind Nick's terrible audio. That yeah, was, you know, courtesy of Delaware, internet.com. So we'll see you all next time. Bye-bye.